we're able to make it through another weekend without UFC fights, so I'm glad. Honestly, that's always worthy of a pat on the back to be able to get through a, a really boring weekend. At least uh, for us, I mean, I know Black United and I all fans here, so we're able to have a full slate of NFL games on Saturday to keep us busy. But besides that, man, I felt like I was missing something. And we definitely were. But at least to make up for it, we have a really solid UFC fight night coming up this Saturday for UFC Biggest 34, Kenanir and Gaslam. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Even without the card going on, they saw plenty of news. But Blake, how are we feeling after a, after a maybe not a card-heavy week, but still a lot of news coming out last week? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling refreshed, ready to go. Get some new fights coming our way this weekend. You know, get a... Get the title picture cleared up in the middleweight division a little bit. Mm -hmm. See who's, who's trending up and who's trending down. So excited for sure. Exactly. It's going to be a good one. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining in today. Of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen. Joining like, joined alongside by the fourth long UFC correspondent, Blake Campbell. And there's some good stuff to jump into here. So let's let's get started with some, some of the saucier stuff here, Blake. With Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier chipping at each other over on Twitter. Of course, it's, uh, Nate Diaz first called out Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier responded, and then things kind of looked like they were going somewhere, and then they stopped going somewhere, and then they just might have fizzled out at this point. So, is this a fight that you want to see? And do you think Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier are actually going to fight? Um, Man, this is a tough one. Like, mm -hmm. is it a fight I want to see? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched just about anyone throw down. But uh, I, I don't think it's the fight that makes the most sense right now, Obviously, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Charles Oliveira fight makes the most sense. Uh, but if this fight got made, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mm -hmm. upset. It would just it would just wouldn't make sense completely. It would just be like, oh, okay, I guess they're settling their beef. But mm -hmm. it would be a lot for Dustin to put at risk, especially if they fought at 155. I, I don't know what they would be doing, though, if they'd be fighting at 170. And that would make even less sense. Um, yeah, the, the only way it makes sense is the fact that they don't like each other, and they right. like they, they do eventually probably need to fight. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I this is kind of a tough one because we're looking at some stuff here. Um, I mean, one some of the stuff we're going to get to is John Jones and and Francis Ngannou possibly or Cyril Gon, who we're going to go with there. Conor McGregor, Colin Kamar Usman. So it's almost like this whole. Uh, Dude, belt's not really matching the UFC anymore because Dustin Poirier twice now has chosen, uh, or at least if he goes in Dustin, this would be twice in a row now where he chose the money over the belt because he could have fought, um, he probably could have fought Charles Oliveira for the vacant lightweight strap instead of Charles Oliveira fought Michael Chandler and they're playing that one. And everything pointed to Dustin Poirier fighting Charles Oliveira for the lightweight strap again, but. Then we have this whole Nate Diaz situation. So I feel almost like this, the lightweight title really is just playing second fiddle on all this, and, and money is more important than titles. Is that something that you think is actually true? Mm, I don't know. I It's really tough to say without knowing like all the numbers behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why I kind of feel like they kind of went dark on that, that whole situation. Mm. Uh I bet you someone with the UFC got involved, you know, with both sides and said, Hey, chill out. That's not the direction we're going to go. The, I mean, that's what I would think would happen at mm -hmm. least or hope maybe. 
um, if the, if the belts really did mean something, because the logical situation right now is Dustin fights Oliveira, and then yep. the winner of Gaethje and uh, Chandler fights Poirier, and, and until you know McGregor's healed up. Mm-hmm. It makes crazy that sounds, you know, because that's the money fight for sure. Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor four is going to be a killer. Like that's another two and a half to uh, maybe even three million pay per view buys. That's for probably going to happen, huh? That's probably I think so. Happen. I mean, McGregor's angling for it, but he he's also open to the 170, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I I really I hope for uh. I feel like for legacy's sake, it'd be the best decision for Poirier to fight um, uh, Oliveira. But mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Who knows what numbers are being offered for each fight? Like right. if there's a if there's a crazy difference in the amount of money that you're gonna make for fighting Nate. Mm-hmm. compared to fighting Oliveira, like why wouldn't you take the Nate fight? That just sounds silly it, to it, take less money right? to still fight a killer. Just kinda of makes sense at that point, right? Just kinda And then makes... once you and when you fight for the title, like you're you're done for a you know a few fights, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's it's a hassle sometimes to get back up there unless you're a Conor McGregor a, yeah. uh you know a star so or maybe not even a star, but just you gotta be the guy basically. Mm-hmm. Basically with that one. I, I'm definitely really interested to see here. I personally I'd rather see Dustin Poirier fight Charles Oliveira for the lightweight title. I think that's the best direction to go here. And then if for whatever reason Dustin, maybe before he retires, he fights Nate Diaz later down the line, maybe when the belt isn't on the line. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be on the line. Nate Diaz is never going to fight in the 155-pound weight class again. Uh, he doesn't which, want to, it sounds like. He doesn't want to. I don't blame him for not wanting to. He's a big lightweight anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, almost the weight weight cut it almost isn't worth it. The money fight is going to be Dustin Poirier versus Nate Diaz. The best fight in terms of what's best for the sport is going to be Charles Oliveira, and I 100% believe that. Um, now the next thing going on, speaking of that welterweight, kind of like what we brought up here is Conor McGregor has already. I mean, who hasn't he called out? While he's been, you know, high at 2 o'clock in the morning, sitting on his couch on Twitter, man. Someone needs to take his phone away from him. He needs a manager, man. He should not be on his phone that late night, whether he, he's drunk on, or high on some painkillers, drunk on some popper number 12, or he's even smoking that, that those doobies uh, over there in Ireland, what we've seen him do it recently. Man, this guy is all over the place. Now, his most recent person call-out has been Kamaru Usman. Talking about how he's going to be a champion in three different weight classes and um, win the championship by knockout in um, in the welterweight class. Uh, no. If this ever... I don't... I mean, I guess it's kind of being Conor, but if this fight actually happened, uh, Kamar Usman murders Conor McGregor, and this fight is not close. It gets finished within the first three minutes of the first round, hands down. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have a tough time seeing Connor beat Usman, considering how the whole Habib fight played out. I, I mean, I feel like Usman uh, versus Habib would be a really good fight. I think. So, hey, if we want to say that, I think Kamar Usman wins that one too. That'd be an interesting one. I don't know. But no, uh, that fight's never gone because Khabib's playing soccer now, so he's going to do. True, he's a professional him. soccer player. Professional soccer about. player, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay. That's fire. <laughs> Good for him. He's living his dream. That's a, that's a happy man. Yeah, Con- I mean, Connor's behavior is a little uh, 
uh, I don't even know the right word to describe it. It's just, it's, it's kind of all over the place, you know? Uh, And the fact that he deletes his tweets after he tweets them, it's kind of weird. Come on now. Yeah. Well, the fact you're so big, it doesn't matter. As soon as you tweet something, someone subscribed to you, to your notifications Mm -hmm. and they're, they're screenshotting it regardless of what it says. It could say anything. They screenshot it just in case Mm -hmm. Uh, once you're at that level. Uh, So I don't get that part of it. That's weird to me. Um, and yeah, he's been getting super personal lately. Right. Isn't like really, weird? really, really personal. Like more, with Bisping, way more than usual. You, you saw the Bisping tweets. Well, the Bisping tweets, the, the DC Daniel tweets, Cormier obviously, tweets. the Habib father tweet. I mean, yeah, it's Dustin Poirier's wife, Dustin Poirier in general, Nate. I mean, he he just, yeah, I don't know. I he, he's definitely taking the heel approach serious for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing i just i i nice don't know power. how yeah i just don't know how much that energy that energy weighs on him and his mental and and everything like that it's going to be interesting to see him come back because it sounds like he's still very motivated to come back um but yeah it's just kind of sad to see because you want you want people to be happy and it, i don't know if uh you know monetarily he's happy but I'm sure it's got to hurt his ego a lot and his pride a lot, not being as good as he probably once thought he was and probably still thinks he is. Is Yeah. Do you think this fight would ever happen? Is there even a remote chance of this ever going down? Usman and McGregor? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so, man. That would, because how would you make sense that? It would just, like, that would just be a because fight, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just because because uh, because he's not a contender in the welterweight division no so he would he'd be passing everyone up the only thing that he's got going on his on his side is potentially by the time he comes back from injury usman will have already fought everyone once and colby twice technically Conor gregor is undefeated as a welterweight yeah against cerrone and well no didn't uh didn't nate diaz tap him out I thought that was was that one second or catch weight? Yeah, that was one seventy. Oh, they they a... tap, he tapped him out, and that's why they went back at one seventy because we both wanted that to That is him. correct, Blake. Thank you weight. for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, Conor McGregor doesn't even hold. Yeah, no, he's. This is so bad. This is just him being high, <laughs> or or being dumb. I. This this doesn't make any sense, and it's almost getting annoying. These Conor antics are almost getting annoying at this point, and it's almost sad. He's got everyone talking about him, though. Yeah. Everyone would be talking about him without this, so it's the thing, too. Uh, they wouldn't be talking about him as much. Uh, fair enough, man. I guess you got to keep selling whiskey. Got to keep the wheels spinning. Uh, uh, the wheelchair spinning, that's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on. Come on. Nothing for that. I thought that was pretty good. That was all right. It's all right? Okay. You know, I'll take all right from you, Blake. Blake's a little bit of a stickler here, so... Uh, so you know, I got high. I got high standards. You well, know, I I do normally put out some good ones, so uh, I'll make you chuckle here every once in a while. Speaking of which, let's let's make you laugh with this one, Blake. I'm gonna give you a statement, and that is that John Jones is gonna be the next fighter to fight Francis Ngannou and not Cyril Gane. Uh, who said that? Uh, Errol Hawani said that, and some people are actually thinking this too, dude. Is there a chance that we actually get John Jones versus Francis Ngannou before the titles are unified? The interim heavyweight title and the undisputed heavyweight title of the world? 
Didn't Stipe versus Jones just get announced? Not technically. There's a verbal agreement is the last news report on that. Yeah, I, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> just I don't just even know on this one. It's just weird. Like, why just you guys or you should you should have made the John Jones fight, but who knows what's going on with that situation? And then uh, now it's like the Cyril gone fights, the clear and obvious situation. And you're going to mess around with that. Like that's but it's just aerial reporting. So, I mean, who knows? Well, there's no reports. That's what he wants, at least. Oh, well, then it it really is nothing. He's just probably stirring the pot. Yeah, I think it's kind of lame, though. There's uh, admittedly. Admittedly, I could see Dana White and the UFC doing this. It would it it wouldn't be like the worst thing they've ever done, the worst matchup they've ever done. It would probably be just as bad as actually making Derek Lucifer serial gone for an interim heavyweight championship. But just just saying that aside, say there's no championships on the line at all. All right, no one has a belt. Would you rather see Francis and uh, right now? Would you rather see Francis Ngannou versus John Jones or Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gone? Right now, honestly, I'd probably rather see Gone versus Nganu. I'm there with you. After seeing, because I mean, I'm taking Gone's past two performances in mind now. Because mm-hmm. uh, the 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 one before that, uh, I wasn't super impressed with, but he's gotten better each time he's come out and performed. Like against mm-hmm. Volkov, he got better. Against uh, uh, who, who did he just fight? Uh, uh, Derek, Derek Lewis. Lewis. He got better. I mean, and he's finishing opponents now. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's established at this weight class, whereas John, he hasn't fought at this weight class yet, uh, I don't think, in the for sure not in the UFC banner, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit more intrigued by the Gon and Nganu matchup right now just because there's history there, all that jazz. Uh, there's a lot more questions with John. How will he hold up at heavyweight? Is his mm-hmm. speed still – is his, you know, uh, quickness still going to be there? All that stuff. So – yeah, I think I'd rather see the Gon and Ganu fight, and and I think this is not really a. It's almost a win-win situation. Whoever loses or uh, whoever wins basically is still going to be a huge fight for Jones. Yes, it's not like exactly. if if Gon wins, it's not it's not going to be a huge fight anymore. It's still going to be a huge fight because Gon is the guy that beat Ganu now, mm-hmm. that that everyone thought was new and improved and was unbeatable mm-hmm. and scary as hell, and then. Jones is going to have to figure out a way to, you know, the best uh, uh, light heavyweight of all time is going to have to figure out a way to beat him, mm-hmm. which is going to be super interesting because that would just be a really super technical fight. From a matchup perspective, that would be you one know? of the coolest fights you could you could ever book. And say Nganu sparks gone, that's still sweet because it's we still get Nganu versus Jones, but now yeah. Nganu is even more proven, and mm-hmm. it's like probably an even bigger fight. Even scarier too. Yeah. Well, so, well, say he sparks gone, dude. Uh-huh. That's dude, bro. Oh, that's a bad man right if there. If Ngannou starches gone, John Jones retires, or he goes drops down to light heavyweight to fight Jan Blachowicz, or let Stipe <laughs> tap him out or something. Right? Hey, Stipe. Let's him rear naked him. Hey, let, or he lets uh, some little Pride FC stuff going on, little throwing fights just to get out of that. Man. Oh, there's no way John Jones fights Francis Ngannou if he knocks out Cyril Gone. There's no way that happens, but uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see here, man. But let, let's get to Blake's guy here. Of course, the resident Shukashan O'Malley fan, the super fan, the stalker 
uh, probably takes trips out to uh, to Arizona every once in a while to just go check on check on in on him, you know. Um, but Blake, you saw the recent comments that your boy's making about how uh, essentially, since he gets paid to fight unranked guy, and he gets paid the same whether it's unranked opponent or ranked opponent, that he rather just fight these unranked guys. What do you think about this? Oh, I think that people are twisting his words like always. Because uh, if you listen to where he said that, where I, I want to say it was, I mean, he said it all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is literally advice from Uncle Chael. You fight the, you know, lowest ranked guy on the highest billing of the of the card. You fight the and pref- you, preferably the on a paper for the most money. Exactly, and that's all Sean's ever been saying ever, and that's all he says to all the trolls. Like specifically for this last fight, uh, where, you know, there was like. 10 people that threw their names in the hat and only like two of them were able to make weight mm-hmm. cough cough ricky simone mm. <laughs> uh so and that was really the thing like that's i feel like that's the thing people are most mad at him about uh they're just they're just taking his words out of context it's not mm. like he's saying i won't fight an un i won't fight a ranked fighter he's saying i why would i fight a ranked fighter on short notice mm-hmm. when there's a there's a another guy that i feel like i can just make you know an easy night of and look where it's got him. It's got him in talks to be fighting Frankie Edgar, if not at MSG, which probably isn't going to happen because he doesn't want to fight in New York, mm-hmm. which is understandable. They um, take way too much money. And the commission there is weird. It's awful. So what did he do last fight? He fought Chris Moutinho, a pizza guy, a pizza delivery guy, basically, people like to call him. <laughs> uh, so and that, And now he's about to fight Frankie. So... I don't understand why people are getting upset about it. He's mm-hmm. not saying he wouldn't fight a ranked Is fighter. Is he about to fight Frankie? To fight a ranked fighter. He's just saying if it's, you know, two week notice and he has these few choices mm-hmm. and this guy already said he can't make the weight that he wants to fight at, then I'm going to take the cans. Like that's just smart business. Like why, why, why would he not add to the highlight reel? Right. From a fire perspective, there's, uh, it's a win-win situation for him because one, he gets to put together some more highlights. He gets more more uh, notoriety from that stuff. He gets to be booked on. A, he gets put on ESPN and in Sports Center and Bleacher Report and all that kind of stuff. People see him everywhere. I mean, he gets to sell a little bit more merch from that as well, which which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And then you know, maybe promote the Twitch channel. Have a good time with that. And he's also getting paid the same amount of money to do so. You know, it's not like he's taking a pay cut. And yeah. then also he's going to get probably going to get performance bonus, so that's an extra fifty k right there, or seventy five k depending on what card we're talking about. And dude, if he does end up fighting Frankie Edgar next, man, that's going to be a test. That's a you fantastic know? fight because everyone's saying uh, Frankie Edgar will do what he did to Yair Rodriguez to him. And man, I I hope not. But Frank Frankie's a you know he's a solid wrestler. Stud. So absolute stuff. That'd be a huge test, huge freaking test. Shoot, man, we'll see if the ankle could hold up under the wrestling pressure. I guess, huh? You're crazy. <laughs> put, some res- put some respect on his name. Hey, I put plenty of respect on his name. I just take my shots when I can. Oh, okay. So I was seeing some some kind of discussions here over on Twitter. Uh, most importantly, it's centered around Brandon or Devisa and Figueroa. Um, pretty much calling, uh, you know, calling out um, Brandon Moreno, saying almost like he's ducking him, and that 
he doesn't want the third fight. And after this fight, all right, and when the second fight happened, you know, Blake, you and I made it pretty obvious uh, that you and I think that this fight, the trilogy has, there's no need for this trilogy, right? We saw that the first fight was close, the second fight, not close at all. And I really think that maybe we should go to uh, another title challenger. Um, Debrisian Figueredo gets back in line, maybe has to get another win against the contender first. Or I would throw out the possibility of him moving up to Bantleweight. Because he probably looked really good at 135. But he's a little calm for this. Personally, Blake, I went out and said that I'd much rather see... Con there's more. There's a bigger need for Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 4 than there is for Moreno versus Figgy 3. Is that a correct statement? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Which one would you is is that the one you rather see as well? Which one would be a better yeah, fight? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As, as long as there's no freak injury, you know, because we we got kind of robbed of the third fight. Like mm -hmm. that third fight, I don't. I really don't count that fight too much. I mean, that's a freak injury. That I don't know, he really just checks that kick. Like, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> There was no check. There was a little check, maybe. There was no check. Hey, Dana White signed. Connor check. broke no his check. leg on Dustin, dude. He broke his <laughs> leg on him. He was kicking the hell out of him. Yeah. Not saying was. that. Not saying that he wasn't losing that fight. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just we didn't get to see the. Maybe Dustin would have won. Who knows? Definitely. We never would have known. So that's why I'm saying, like, I, I, we don't, we didn't get finality. Like, I don't count that as a, as like really a dub necessarily. I mean, I guess it's a dub, but it just doesn't feel the same, you know, because that crazy stuff is just wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. Especially when it was different than the Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman stuff. And then, you know, the, even the Weidman and Silva stuff, all that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not really a similar situation because you there was a there was, there was a clear kick to a check. And then right then there afterwards, a split second after, like the next movement, stuff's breaking. But this one, it was like, I don't know, like it happened at some point and then it finally just gave out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I would what much rather see the McGregor the better, fight. What would be the better fight, though? Because Figueredo and Moreno won was a five-year contender. Um, you can't say that about... Either of the three, uh, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor fights, they've been excited, definitely not five of years. The second fight was a, was a better fight. Uh, honestly, personally, I like that fight more from like what we actually saw inside the octagon, um, the actual fight itself, than any of the three McGregor versus Dustin fights. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Figgy, Figgy uh, Moreno one was definitely a banger. But I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like there's still so much left, so much untapped potential left in uh, McGregor and, and Poirier matchup. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like we've we've seen the best of uh, Figgy and, and Moreno. Yeah. And I, I just I kind of feel like Moreno has that just has that one locked. You know. Mm -hmm. So McGregor and Poirier, I still feel like there's something left unsettled there. Like there needs to be just one more. One more chapter to that book. And then I bet you that fourth fight also ends as a freak injury. God, Bring on the suck. fifth fight. Bring on the, the sixth, the seventh, 
the eighth, these guys are going to be fighting for the next five years and it's just going to be against each other. Right. Just have, a yearly, just have a yearly fight. Yeah, oh, hey, guys, look, do you see what's coming in July? It's an annual Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight going on. Dude, that'd be funny. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it's That'd be so great. Uh, <laughs> but with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on in to UC Vegas 34. And check out this card because uh, I saw some people that might be sleeping on this card a little bit here because there's plenty of solid fights on here. I mean, sorry, and soft is going to be Sasha Platnikov and Ramiz Brahimaj. Uh, and if you remember, Sasha Platnikov is a guy that we did have on our show um, about uh, getting close to a year ago, or, um, last November time. And so he's a great guy um, with a really good fighter. His first fight of, on the UFC was a fight of the night winner. So obviously he knows how to make a statement there. I feel like Brian- and uh, the guy he's fighting against. Brahimaj is the guy that got his ear cut off by Max Griffin. Oh, that's gross, man. Yeah, no. That, that's the guy that's missed. So we got Five Night Winner and the guy with half an ear. So we got that going on right now. Brian Boom Kelleher is on the card. Uh, we got Vince from Hell, Michelle, and a little bit of an up-and-comer, Austin Hubbard here. Got some bantamweight action going on. And a decent, uh, it's a solid heavyweight matchup here with Parker Porter and Chase Sherman. And of course, that main event is between Jerry Cannonier and Kelvin Gaslam is going to be an absolute banger. But speaking of bangers, Blake, let's get this week's Blake's bangers. Yes, sir. Uh, so the first one I'm going with a little bit. Of, I feel like this is under the radar maybe for a lot of people. We're going with some young guns. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts versus Ignacio Bahamondes is the second fight on the uh, prelims. These guys are both six foot two. Uh, Roberts is 27 years old. Bahamondes is 23. So it's like an interesting matchup in my opinion. Uh, they're lightweights, 155 pounders. Uh, so I just think it should be a, uh, hopefully a fast pace, uh, scrappy, you know, good fight with, with, a hopefully knockdown or a, not a knockdown, a knockout. That's what I am hoping for. Uh, next fight that I'm going with, I think this could possibly end up being maybe the most high level besides the main event. Uh, Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Royval mm. in the flyweight division. That's huge for that flyweight division, man. Yep. Royval has the height on him, but they're actually like only a half inch uh, difference in reach with Royval having 68, Pantoja having 67 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is big for the flyweight division. So these guys are probably second or third in line, whoever wins this. Uh, so yeah, big, big time fight there. Uh, and then the last banger, we're going to go with Clay Guida just because he's a freaking legend. And Hall of Mark Famer, Mads, man. Yeah. Oh, Hall Ooh. of Famer. I'm sorry for the fight with Diego Sanchez. Oh, yeah. And the future Hall of Famer just in general. Just going to put the man himself in there. Have to. He's, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's solid. <laughs> Mark Madsen, 10-0 record. That's mm-hmm. shiny. We'll see how he – and he's got an Olympic medal or something, right? Isn't it something like that? I think something. Olympic I... silver medalist. That's pretty damn good. That's four time medalist at the World Wrestling Championships. Yeah. These guys are pretty much identical in size five foot, five foot six, five foot seven. Madsen has a two inch reach advantage. Uh, Should be a competitive fight. These guys are both going to be, you know, high level wrestlers, grinders. Uh, So we'll see who has more in the tank, I guess. That's really what it's going to come down to. Essentially here, man. But it's, man, it's a good card. But let's get into predictions of this main event here. Um, and then, but first off, I want to ask you a question is 
So Kelvin Gaslam was on a bit of a skid. He's maybe finding his way back here. Um, then Jared Cannonier, he was known as the dark horse of the middleweight division. Uh, then he had that huge fight with Robert Whitaker last September. Of course, I was on the, the Gaethje and Habib card. Um, Jared Cannonier broke his arm uh, early in the fight, and then he got handled um, over three rounds with one of the best middleweights uh, ever, to, to be honest. Um, so, who's this... Who's this fight bigger for? Is it is it bigger for Kelvin Gaslam or Jerry Cannonier? Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty big for both of them. I mm -hmm. mean, Gaslam has uh, what well, he he actually he lost his last. They both lost their last fight to Whitaker, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it's kind of equal, really. It's it's tough to say, man. I don't know if it's necessarily bigger for either one of them. I think it's huge for both. Uh, it's a super even fight. Cannoneer is going to have the reach advantage. Um, I think I think Gaslam might be a little just – he might have a harder head, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's He's got that scrappiness in him. Like I said, I have not seen him from striking. I have not seen him quit. Uh, so – if, if that's what this is going to be a striking battle, mm -hmm. I think that I have to possibly, I, I think I'm going to have to favor Gaslam mm -hmm. just because he's been in there with the, with the Izzy's he's been in there with the Whitakers. I mean, Izzy's Whitaker best fight. Was fight. Close. Best yeah, fight. for sure. He was definitely Izzy's best fight to date. Most entertaining, closest fight. So if it's going to be a stand up war, stand up and trading war, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Gaslam, man. Seriously. Uh, I think I might ride with Jared Cannonier on this one, just because he was looking really, really good until um, that injury, until that injury, and until running into the you know the, the Reaper Robert Whitaker right. man, that's a bad man. So, oh, I think it's gonna be a really close fight, man. It's gonna be a really, really close fight. Cannonier might have to finish this one early. If this it, is at the apex, huh? Yeah. So limited crowd, not not a huge, yeah. not a huge crowd. If it goes the distance, that probably favors Kelvin Gaslam. You think? Yeah, I think the longer it goes, uh, Gaslam's probably got more experience. I want to say. Uh, I, th I think Cannoneer's just that maybe that one fight with Whitaker been in a five rounder. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's about it. I'm not sure. That's a three rounder one. That's that's a Comey. Oh, so yeah, he's probably not even been in a five rounder then yet. Yeah, it's not. So yeah, I think definitely it'll it'll favor. Uh, it'll definitely favor Gaslam the longer it goes. If it gets out of two two rounds, this might be a, a Kelvin fight. If I mean, if it gets finished within the first two rounds, it's probably Jerry Cannonier doing the finishing. Yeah, we'll see. I think he he might have a little more power. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's definitely gonna be an interesting matchup, and I think ultimately, uh, the winner of this definitely gets right back into title contention. Oh yeah, uh, easily. And, You're like second or third in line, right? Yeah, probably they're right there, man. I mean, the winner probably is, like behind Whitaker, really. I mean, probably we'll, need to we'll, win this fight and then maybe one more, and then you get a title shot. Is it, kind of what you're we're probably doing. behind Till if he beats um, Brunson, um, mm. and then maybe maybe even behind Costa and Vittori still. Yeah, like they, the winner of this fight might fight the winner of that fight. Oh, that'd be a Costa perfect Vittori. number one contender fight. That would be perfect. 
So it's I think that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. I really hope that we get that because I, I think that'd be a fantastic way to really kind of tie up uh, what's going on here. In we'll the- we'll save that for next week though. Just edit that part out. Uh, no, no, that's too much work here, uh, quite frankly. <laughs> and it's a good take, so so we're definitely leaving that in. But, ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to hear your predictions on this. And let us know, who do you think this fight's more important for? Uh, Jared Kanier or Kelvin Gastelum? But we're actually going to go ahead and wrap things up here with the Nene of the Week. And there's only one person, realistically, that you can choose uh, that got nene the hardest. And that is the guy that had the great idea of trying to carjack UFC fighter Jordan Williams. Tries, I mean, Jordan Williams going to convenience store and you know, just getting a little snack. And then the guy sticks in his car and starts to drive away with it until Jordan Williams runs out there, pulls him out of the car, lands a, a couple punches in there, knees his ass on the ground, and then also lets him off lightly because the, the guy gets to run away. Now, yeah. I'm surprised Jordan Williams didn't just keep whooping his ass. Yeah, good self-control there. I mean, you don't want to have the police get involved. And hey, possibly... we, we don't need no manslaughter charges on us now, do we? Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you, like, use force or anything like that, police will just take you to jail. Mm-hmm. So. I... That's a yeah. hey, good thing we got security cameras, right? I mean, I guess depending what state you're in, that's how it is in California is yes. all I know. Mm-hmm. So well, even if someone California. breaks into your house and you beat their ass, you're going to jail. Yeah, California is interesting Crazy. state. Let's see, if this happened, like, maybe Nevada... Texas or the great state of Idaho might be a different conversation here. Probably be all right. You probably beat him up a little bit, <laughs> you know, just hey, as long as he's still breathing. Hey, officer, he tried to steal my car. Okay, let me get a kick him real quick. We'll arrest him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? But um, goes to show you, I mean, you mess with guys like don't don't steal people's cars, okay? Because everyone, we've seen people run to Derek Lewis, get knocked the hell out. You run to Jordan Williams, you get your head caved in, okay? Just some more of the story here. Don't steal cars. I think that's safe yeah. to say, right? Yep. Don't, hey. I'm not. I'm not going to be trying it out anytime soon. Hey man, if, want, if you want to steal a car, out, just don't do it. Just don't do it, man. man. It's bad. Don't get nanaed. <laughs> that's a real more of the story here. It's not not stealing cars. It's don't get nanaed. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to UFC Talk Fifty Seven. Of course, I mean a little bit of a shorter show this week. We still got some fun topics to talk about, and of course, we're going to have a full card to, to look over uh, next week, and then after that, the um, the um, the card after that as well is going to be a fun one that's headlined by Edson Barboza and Giga Chikadze, and we finally get the answer to the question of where Kevin Lee fits into all this. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you have a great Saturday with the return of fights, but Blake. Your thoughts on we have to do. See, see, this works out for you. We have to do your thoughts on UFC Vegas 34 in one word or phrase. Well, that's the one that's coming up this weekend, right? Yes, sir. I just had to make sure because I don't, I'm not, I can't count for you. I'm not throwing your wrenches in here. I'm being very straightforward with this one. Uh, Redemption. Let's go with Redemption because they're both coming off of losses Uh to Whitaker. And this will be a redemption fight for one of them. I love that. You remember uh, how uh, um, the UFC used to like title their pay per views? Name pay per views, yeah. That's what this one is UFC redemption. Vegas 34. Redemption. Exactly. Like, hurry up and get on the damn marketing team for UFC, okay? 
Yeah, they don't like me over there. You, you need to get on marketing. I guess I need to get on the, the uh, or I guess we could both get um, work, start working with Sean Shelby. And you see we better than ever. If only. If, hey. Hey, I'm waiting for that UFC call. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy a fight night. Uh, we got a Saturday with fights again. It's cool. And we got a fun stretch ahead of us. But enjoy this weekend. And we will see all of you next Tuesday.